It's Thursday, August 19th, 2010. BP's relief well delayed again. We have to get it right before we do it. Authorities scramble to recall tainted eggs. Interior Department enforces the law for a change. Plus, predicting today's extreme weather back in 2007. All of that and more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Anybody that tells you you don't know what the temperature is going to be in 100 years, you should put a straight jacket on. They don't have any idea. Okay, deal. Don Blankenship, CEO of Massey Energy, where 29 miners died last April. We'll put a straight jacket on them so long as we can put handcuffs on you. This is your Green News Report. Today's Green News Report is sponsored in part by RawStory.com, your source and mine for real, up-to-the-minute investigative news and politics. Oh, and Raw Story is also the first internet news site to offset its own carbon footprint and those of its readers. Get the real story at Raw Story today and every day at rawstory.com. Okay, Des, sensitive work continues in the Gulf, though very few are talking about it right now. Yes, it has pretty much fallen off the top of the news, but we'll get to that in a moment. First up, a massive new food recall. Over 380 million eggs have been recalled due to potential salmonella contamination after hundreds were sickened by an outbreak across at least three states, with more likely to come. That's 266 confirmed in California alone. The eggs were marketed under 16 different brand names, but the Centers for Disease Control says the potential source appears to be one giant factory farm, Wright County Egg in Iowa. So this would be another downside of factory farming, wouldn't it? We've got one single producer creating eggs for 16 different companies. And as we mentioned in the BP oil disaster in the Gulf, out of an abundance of caution, efforts to permanently kill the broken well are on hold while pressure tests ensure that attempts to kill it from the bottom don't cause more problems. Retired Coast Guard Admiral Thad Allen, the top federal official overseeing the efforts, told CNN, If all that lines up, we should be looking somewhere the week after Labor Day. An independent study from the University of Georgia disputes the federal government's estimates of how much oil remains in the Gulf. They calculate as much as 80 percent may still be there. Just a couple of weeks ago, the government came out and and indicated that there was only 26 percent of the oil left, although if you look closely at the report, really 50 percent of the oil is left. And now you're saying that Independent researchers say as much as 80% could be remaining, but the federal officials dispute that. They say that it depends on how you calculate the flow rate estimates. I guess this is a story that will continue to play out over months, uh, despite what seems to be a rather noteworthy lack of interest at this point from the mainstream media. A federal panel has decided that all lawsuits regarding the BP oil disaster will be heard in New Orleans, where the majority of plaintiffs reside, rather than 350 miles away in Houston, as requested by BP. And will they be able to find a judge who isn't in the pocket of big oil at this point? The judge that has been assigned to all the cases has sold all of his oil and gas interests. Okay, well, I feel better now, then. The Interior Department says it will end the practice of granting blanket environmental exemptions to deepwater drilling companies. Basically, the Interior Department is saying that after decades of ignoring laws requiring detailed environmental impact reports, they will begin enforcing the law before granting permits. So now they're actually going to follow the law and hold these guys accountable, make them come up with a correct plan for their responses. 
that details the environmental impact if there should be any kind of spill. Well, that's a nice change of pace. The United Nations says it has secured more funding to aid rescue and recovery operations in flood-ravaged Pakistan, where an estimated 4 million people are now left homeless. You can donate $10 instantly via your cell phone by texting the word SWAT, S-W-A-T, to 5055. Now, an important thing to note is that these extreme weather events that we've been seeing in the Northern Hemisphere are also occurring in the Southern Hemisphere. South America is now in the midst of an intense record winter season, seeing record cold temperatures in Argentina and Bolivia. So don't these record cold spells prove that global warming is not happening? Well, as you know, climate scientists repeat that no one weather event can be tied directly to global warming, but they do predict a trend toward more frequent and intense extreme weather events. And I just want to point out that these specific events that we're seeing were all predicted by the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change back in 2007. The very same IPCC report vilified by the climate change denial industry, the Russian heat wave and catastrophic wildfires, the rain and flooding in Pakistan and China, drought in Africa, ice loss in the Arctic, heavy storms in the Northeast United States. These were all specifically predicted by climate scientists in the 2007 report. All predicted and all ignored and then lied about by folks like CEO of Massey Energy Don Blankenship, who we mentioned in the opening, who continues to lie about all of the above. For more on that and the stuff we didn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. You can drop us email, love letters, hate mail, or even PayPal donations to greennews at bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies.